Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, welcome back to the Handmade Podcast, episode 82. Derek made it back from Europe, I think, mm. unless that's a body double. Nope, I made it back. We're all here together. What's up, guys? How was your trip, Derek? Uh, my trip was wonderful. It was short, but it, short but sweet. It, it was good. Um, I don't know if I'm getting older, but it seemed like the jet lag seemed to affect me a little bit more this time. It was... Um, you know, we, we took the flight over there. You know, I went with Jimmy. Jimmy showed up at my house. We went there. We went to Logan. We just took showed off. Up. Yep, just showed up. Just came home from work, and he was here. And um, he brought me a little surprise we'll talk about later. But um, we um, we get there. So the flight leaves, like, at 7 o'clock at night or 8 o'clock at night. You get there at 6 in the morning. So I'm like, as long as I sleep a little bit on the plane, I'll be good. So we get there. We you know, went around London a little bit, and um, we had a little bit of a shock. We find out right before we leave that we have to get COVID tested to come back. Neither one of us knew mm. that. Oh, yeah. So, I have a question, though. Yes. Who is that? Who is the cause of that? Is United that England States, or well, the United US. States? Co- COVID is the ultimate. COVID is the uh, ultimate culprit. Uh, well, yeah. Yes, culprit. But, but who's enforcing of, that regulation? United States of America. US, yeah. our, our country, USA. I thought they don't which, even require you to wear masks on planes anymore. They don't. Yeah. And that was was kind of weird. So we're like, oh, we're, we're, we, we, like, we kind of just timed it perfect. Because if anybody remembers, this thing for Make Essentials has been pushed back two, three times. Yeah, two, you know, yeah. all kinds of money. You know, Nick was afraid he was going to lose. And um, so we're like, oh, no masks. This is great, you know. So we go on the flight, and uh, it's just in the back of my mind the whole time. You know, <laughs> oh, shit, I'm never going to get back. I'm never going to get back. That's how so, I feel every time I go to the Dominican Republic. Yeah. Every single time just, I go, I go, shit, if I have a yeah, asymptomatic COVID, I'm stuck here. Yeah, and I'm just thinking the money, everything. So mm-hmm. we get there. And we have to take the train because we landed in London. We head to Birmingham. And before I even leave the airport, I make our appointments. So it kind of started off like on a 
sour note, but, you know, like, going to make the best of it. We get to uh, Birmingham. We're staying at a different hotel, very nice. And um, we meet up with Nick. And I tell you, Nick did an unbelievable job with Make Essential. He does. I don't know who he has working with him planning it, but he should be a potty planner because it was just a lot of work to make that show. Yeah. It's just so well done. It's just, you know, just little things you wouldn't think of, but it's just, even just, it's set up perfectly. It's just, I think the show was bigger, but it didn't look as big because it was in a bigger hall, but it didn't to me. That's what he kept saying. But to me, it looked fine. It didn't look like it wasn't utilized the space. But uh, it was really cool. He had a couple of his cars there. He has the Knight Rider car kit. He had the car from Back to the Future, which really, like, works. Not as a time machine, as a car. And uh, it's just an old DeLorean, which if anybody's of that age and remembers DeLoreans, they were just such a cool car at that back in the day. And um, it's just really cool to see up close. It's just amazing the shit the guy used to make the car. And uh, I get to go in it, use it. It's funny. He has the date set back to, like, his birthday and stuff <laughs> like that. And it's like, you know, that's pretty cool shit, you know, and you get, yeah. like, toys to play with. When you got a time machine and you can put, like, your own birthday in it, that's pretty cool. And that's, know? like, a regular car he could just go drive, like, to yeah, dinner yeah, if yeah, he yeah, wanted yeah. to. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. and he yeah. says he takes it out. Yeah. yeah, and it's so funny. He takes it out, and I'm like, "Can you imagine people seeing that thing being? Imagine the what valet. Is this? <laughs> oh my god, I know. it's just crazy. Like, what do, what do people think of that car? So, yeah. I told Nick, I says, "Me and Jimmy have to come out to your shop and hang out, like, because I'm like, you know, I want. I went to his house before. He's got a great place. He's got a great set of cars. It, it just, he's a lot of fun to hang out with. And I'm just like." I have to go out there. I just, Mm -hmm. it it just, it would be a lot of fun because he's got a couple more cars now and stuff. But, you know, if you've ever been over there, like all their cars are like vanilla ice cream. Like they're just fine. They work, Mm -hmm. but there's nothing fancy over there. And I can't imagine. Where, England? Yeah. Yeah, London is like, like the supercar capital of like yeah, the like London's yeah. got crazy shit. I'm sure it does, but just drive around. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and for the most regular part, people, people just though, have you know. Yeah, people have just regular well, yeah. cars, and they're not even like like you know they have like Fords, but there's not like Ford Mustangs. They're like Ford whatever names. Like it just seems, yeah, like everything's <laughs> practical. You know, it, mm. it, it, you know Jimmy says it's like. The English, like, you have to have a permit to have fun over there. Like, they just mm. dialed you know, everything it, back. It's funny. When I was in it, it's it, when I was in Ireland, I – so this is, like, 2007 I was in Ireland. And one of the things – I mean, people – I think just the culture of the economy is different. Where, like, where I was in – I was in Northern Ireland and, like, everyone is, like, very frugal. It's just like it's not like that they don't have the money. It's just that that's just part of the culture. Like everybody, like nobody had a dryer for their clothes. Nobody. That was yeah. like something you had if you were like super rich. How do the clothes yeah. dry in wet, rainy? That's what Ireland. I thought. I was like, this is crazy. So they all walk around damp clothes. clothes. But what it was was that everybody that had like a normal job also had a taxi meter in their car, and this is before Uber. So that everybody that needed extra money could like flip on their taxi meter and be a taxi like in the evening. That's fine. Wow. And it didn't make sense to have a car that didn't have a taxi meter in it because like why would you have a car and only drive it to get yourself around yeah. when that car could be making money for yeah. you if you've got nothing to do on like a Thursday night? And I was like, 
this is pre-Uber, right? So that's like, yeah. nowadays anybody, not anybody, but it's a little more reasonable to think like, oh, yeah, I do Uber driving on like the weekends or whatever. But um, it was like, you know, it was it was normal for like the people in this kind of community. And I was like, huh, I guess it's just a different culture. You know, like I can't yeah, imagine anybody very... in America being like, I got to make sure I'm... nobody works that hard or most people. don't. Yeah, it, it just it's 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 funny because like you go over there, you know, they they somewhat talk like us. They look like us. They seem just like us, but they're so much different than us. Just their, mm-hmm. like you said, like their values, their um, demeanor, just the way they act they're not so in your face you know mm-hmm. and and i just found it you know it's just always interesting they're the nicest people you'll ever meet i just you know i i remember the first time i went over there i was like you know geez i'm saying to myself like man americans are assholes you know it's just it's like it just seems like everybody was so polite everybody's so nice it just it's always such a nice vibe so i mean i mm-hmm. i want to go back there and just hang out with nick like at his house and his shop and I would love to drive one of those cars around and just see the looks you must get. Because I can't imagine the U- U.S. driving around, the, you know, that yeah. car, the DeLorean, the looks you would get here. But, you know, they don't see weird stuff like that. So that that was really good. They had they also had their um, the battle bots. Is that what they're called? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Cool. Dude, now, I used to watch that on TV all the time. I, I enjoyed it. And have you ever seen one in person? No. Like, they sure look it's crazy, fairly large. Though. In, it's like you ever go to a hockey game and you see a fight. It's like so much different than when you watch a hockey game on TV. It's like it's like wow, these guys are beating each other up. I, that's how I felt with this. Like those things are violent. They're loud. They're, they're fast. fast. Oh my god, this thing is smashing the other one with an axe over the top, and I'm like, <laughs> the flamethrowers and shit. Yeah, it's nuts. And it's just like like they were like heavy, heavy duty machines. It was unbelievable, you know. Yeah. But they that that was drawing like such a huge crowd, and then um, it was nice. A ton of people. And uh, come out to, you know, see Jimmy as usual. And it's funny. Bobby Duke was there. Peter Brown was there. Oh, nice. I didn't realize um, Bobby came. I feel like I didn't yeah, see that. Y- yeah. and Did uh, uh, Nicole come? Uh, yeah. Yeah. They did the typical, like, they went through Ireland and all that stuff nice. and did a trip. And um, Bob Claggett was there. We're hanging out with him. Jocko was there. So it was nice. But we had, like, a line of kids that were so excited about the show. And they wanted to meet me. And it was really cool to have that. You know, I'm not used to, you know, getting that uh, treatment. But one of the things that was great is these couple little blonde-headed kids in the line waiting for us. And I look up, and their mother's there with them. She's waving and so excited. And their father walks up, and it's Colin Furs. There you go. I, I was going to say, you, those Colin when Furs you got, kids. When you, yeah, when you got Colin Furs waiting in line to get your autograph, you, you're That's a it. Big you've deal. made it. Yeah, you're a big deal. And uh, it just it was, uh, it was so funny. He was with this uh, buddy there, Tom, that mm-hmm. does the videos with then Tom Lamb, and it was just so funny to see him. They were so excited to meet us and shake our hand and get pictures with us. And, you know, he um, posted a picture on his Instagram with me um, and his stories. He t- he started following me, which was great. And uh, it was exciting. It You're was fun. You're bumping those was, followers? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> trying, trying. 
But uh, no, it, it's just funny. You know, it was funny talking to him. Talking to his wife was a riot because it's like, you know, what do the neighbors think, you guys? And, you know, right. she's got like the proper accent. And she's like, oh, they fucking hate us, you know. And, it's just, <laughs> and she's like, some of them like us. So it was just funny. It's just, you know, funny to hear that side of it and stuff. But uh, I think he built that tunnel to hide all the money that he must be making on YouTube oh because God. the fact that he's doing all that stuff, he's got. He's got 12 million subscribers on YouTube wow. and he's working out of a shop that's like the size of the bathroom yeah. at Paul's shop. Just yeah. like doing the craziest shit. I know. Every it's, video he does, his amazing. last couple of videos, I'm looking at his videos right now. Just, just like his shorts on YouTube get yeah. 2 million views. His regular wow. videos, 9 million views, 7 million views. Yeah. Like two and a half million views. Like he, he's got to be making a fortune. <laughs> I know. You know, and it's he like a, lives amazing. like a modest, yeah. regular life. You know, look yeah. at the stuff he's making though. The stuff's so insane. It's like it, it deserves yeah. those views. Yeah. Oh, like... No, I don't. I'm not saying that at all. But I'm no, saying, no, like, no. Usually, when YouTubers, I mean, even like our friends, just from a practical standpoint, at a certain point, you go, yeah. "All right, listen, I've made X amount of dollars. I gotta either rent a building, buy a building, you know, and like just have a little more elbow room to work." Yeah. And he's like, "Nope, yeah. I'm fine in my shed. Literally it, a shed." Yeah. <laughs> You know? That's like part of the his character, though. Of course, yeah. Of course. It's, it's yeah. funny that that's like, you're right. Like everyone else is like upgrades and builds shops and gets new equipment. He's just like, look what I can still make in this tiny mm-hmm. little shed. Yeah, and it's cooler than most of the stuff other people are making. You know, oh yeah, huge 100%. shops with crazy machines and yeah. with like you know like engineers work. I I, I yeah. always watch like the hacksmith. Oh yeah, watch. He has like a team of people that yeah. work for him to the point where he gets interns from local colleges to come and work for him. Wow, you yeah. know. And Colin's doing like you know different but crazy things. Yeah. And he's doing it with him and like the his guys like that guy. What's his name? Tom, Tom. right? Is one of yeah. his guys. Yeah. 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 Anyway, back to your yeah. back to Maker Central. But. Yeah. So it was it was uh it was a good time. It was fun. It was it was it was a lot of fun. It's fun mm. to hang out and yeah. Every year I'm like, next time I come, I'm gonna stay the whole week. I'm gonna travel, and of course mm-hmm. it's never the right time to do that. And you know, I I, I wish I could. I wish you guys were there. It was you know so much yeah. fun when we were there that time. It would be nice to kind of do it again. You know, and yep. um, but you know whatever. But you know, Nick kind of mentioned bringing the whole Maker Central thing to the U.S., and that would be kind of cool to see. I'd love to see that happen, like, up in the Northeast, you know, mm-hmm. bring it towards, like, the Blackthorn or something and, yeah. you know, kind of make it work there. Central. Yeah, you know, because it's like I'm not sick of going to these places that aren't that great, but, like, you know, like, you know, WorkbenchCon, like, it's fun, but, you know, it's a lot of money, and mm-hmm. I think, you know, the whole thing, everybody loves of it is the networking and the people. And it's like, if you could just get that and, you know, bring it up here locally, it would be just kind of fun to have, have people come here, you know? So yeah, we'll see someday, you know? But, yeah. I mean, well, there's no more Maker Fair, right? Maker Fair was like yeah, kind of yeah. like similar to Maker Central in a way. And there was, there was always the California one and the New York one, right? Yeah. That feels like another yeah. lifetime that Maker Fair I, was I know. even a thing. And, and I you think know? it's important because, like, I was always exposed to people who made stuff, not at home. My father, you know, didn't know which end of a hammer to hold. And, uh, you know, but luckily I had somebody in my life that, you know, helped me out and showed me basic things and stuff like that. But I just feel it's, like, so important. It's such an important skill. And I think when you do make stuff, 
you just assume everybody knows. And it's it's so mind blowing to me when like somebody doesn't know how to do basic things, you know, like even no, not even out of necessity, you know, to save money or whatever, but just for enjoyment. Like I wish I could get my wife more involved in making things. And, you know, she's like, Oh, I don't know how to make this. And it's not even about making something good. It's just about like that inner feeling Mm -hmm. like, Oh, I made this like, that's really cool. You know, I love that. You know, every time I make something, I'm like, Wow, that's pretty good, you know, and then I'll make it again because I'll find something wrong with it. But, you know, but it's just uh, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure you guys feel the same way. You know, Paul, you put a little a building up and be like, holy shit, like I made that thing. Like, you know, yeah. it's it's really enjoyable for me. You know, I, I would never I mean, I don't know how somebody that does, you know, taxes for a living. I don't think my sister, my niece listens to this, but like somebody that does like taxes for businesses like like yeah, that's just horrible wants to do that like i you know no. put me in the ground it's like I I, i'd rather dig imagine. ditches i know yep. i i just i couldn't imagine and it's just funny because you know with my day job it's like you know before covid people would stop by where i'd be working and they'd be like oh my god you're so lucky and i'm like yeah i, I wish you know <laughs> you could try this you wouldn't like it but it's just it's funny how people who have like like white collar jobs it's always like they want to get their hands dirty but mm-hmm. can't you know so i think it's important for kids to see you know they can do that type stuff and there is you know a future in it you know to do that type stuff so i, I don't know i think it, it's nice to expose kids to that stuff so yeah it's funny last night my friend uh who had that restaurant uh who who's opening that bakery restaurant she had like a little opening party last night she opens on monday officially nice. and um I, yeah, it's exciting. The place came out awesome, and mm-hmm. uh, it was cool to see, like, staff in there doing shit. So, anyway, we, we were talking about another, like, mutual friend of ours who um, reached out to me after we got back from WorkbenchCon. And, like, I know this girl for a long time, but I don't know, like, what she does. Like, she's a teacher. That's all I know. She texts me after we get back from WorkbenchCon. She goes, hey, I saw you went to WorkbenchCon. How was it? And in my head, I'm like, how do you even know what WorkbenchCon is? Like, why would you care? You know what I mean? Like, it was so random. It was like a random, uh, uh, you know, interaction. So last night I was with one of her other friends and I said, hey, what is, what is she up to these days? They're like, oh, she randomly, like, started making, like, epoxy, like, serving boards, you know, with, like, the like the waves, you know, mm. like the beach. And, like, and I was like, oh. And she's like, yeah, like, I went to her house. She set up, like, a wood shop in the basement. She's like, loves it. She's trying to do craft fairs. And she's like, and she was telling us how she just – loves this new thing that she learned how to do and how like making these things has like totally changed what she wants to do it and and i was like taught we were talking about how angela and i made so much stuff for our wedding and angela was saying like yeah i loved making stuff for the wedding like people that don't get to make things normally once they do it once or twice and it's successful it's when people have a hard time from the beginning that they're Mm. like fuck this i never want to do it again you know, and yeah. a lot of times I think that's self-inflicted because people set their expectations way too high from the mm-hmm. start. They think like, oh, I saw this person make a coffee table on YouTube. I can just do it. And then, then things don't go so well. But I think if you have manageable expectations and you start, you know, at the, at the bottom and work your way up, you know, people's like lives are changed when they've made a couple of nice things. You know, like this yeah. girl's doing some epoxy. She's, she's cutting pieces of walnut doing the epoxy pour and making beautiful pieces. You know, they look like any other professional would have made them. And it's like, you know, a whole yeah. new thing for her. So I don't know. It's, it's, it's very, 
it's it's very interesting how easy it is for people that have regular jobs to feel so fulfilled, you know, making yeah. stuff. Yeah. It's funny because I think a lot of times, you know, it, it's like in the community, you see a lot of women that are talented. Mm-hmm. And I feel like women, it, it's, you know, not so much now. I mean, especially if you're younger, but like my age, it's such frowned upon, you know, to see mm. a woman work with her hands, you know, like a, a woman carpenter or you know, a woman plumber or anything mm-hmm. like that, you know, and it's, it's getting better be- now. I mean, Oh yeah. More it's it's unbelievable. Like yeah. I, you, you look at like Brandy down in, um, yeah. Louisiana, like doing that metal work, you know, the, the, the things she makes it, it, it's just beautiful. They're huge. I could never do anything like that. Yeah. The welding and everything. And it's funny because at make a central, uh, Lindsay, Lindsay creative, she's the, mm-hmm. she's makes jewelry and stuff. And I've been following her for a, probably a couple of years now and another woman emily joyce she's out in ohio she makes yep. like jewelry and stuff and it's funny to like watch their progression like you could see like as these quiet shy people like in the background and then i was looking this morning on instagram emily had like these like a thing of um she was like putting in the oven and put doing the enamel enameling uh, yeah yeah and it, it's like i'm like man her shit is so cool like it's come so far like it's just amazing to see the progression and it's like you know who would have ever thought that you could you know i don't know how much of her income comes from that all of it some mm-hmm. of it you know what but who would have ever thought you could make a living making jewelry like with enamel? Like it just, you know, it's it's they don't offer that in high school, you know, for guidance. Yeah. Stuff, you know, and that's why I think it's important to, you know, to see these things. And then people, you know, see these different techniques and, um, you know, like, oh, I, I could put a spin on it. You know, that's what we're talking. Nicole Duke, she's like. Uh, she's like, oh, my God, I can't believe some of the cups I sold you guys. They're so, you know, <laughs> shitty quality. I'm like, yeah, but that's like how it was at the beginning. You know, I, I yeah. love the cups we have from her. You know, we still don't even use them because they're beautiful. Yeah, you they're don't want to mess the them up. You know, but it's just funny. I'm, I'm hoping she comes up to um, Maker Camp and teaches a pottery class. We're trying to figure out if we can get that to work. I got to talk to Austin, see if we can get yeah. that to go. So That would be awesome. Yeah, yeah, it would be cool because I want to learn how to do pottery, you know. And um, yeah, I did know, pottery just, yesterday. Angela and I have been doing it. Yeah, it's, did it's you? awesome. Yeah, yeah, I really want to get into it. So it's it's uh, something I've always wanted to do, and you know, and that's why you know people are like, oh, what do you like to do? It's like I like to just make things, and that's like another thing I would like to just try. You know, doing something, you know, do some pottery. You know, so yeah, there's a local Who studio. Next time you guys come down here, we got to go there. It's this uh, this guy. He he had a regular career and he was doing pottery like in his backyard. And then with COVID, his he worked for like a uh, a rope or string manufacturer, believe it or not, mm-hmm. for a long time. And um, it it you know like a plant closed and things kind of got disrupted. And then he was doing this on the side. Then he took um, one of the storefronts in Seacliff and made the front like a little shop. And then the back is his, his studio, but he has six pottery wheels there. So he does hmm. like, uh, the class is like pretty inexpensive. And then he does open studios for $15 an hour with clay included. So we did wow. a class last weekend and then How's we did two hours. Money? That's what I tell him. I'm like, Chris, you got to be more. expensive. Yeah. You could charge like 30, 
40 yeah. bucks an hour. But he's, mm-hmm. you know, he's fine with it. He's a super yeah. nice guy, and his stuff is so, like, beautiful. If I could afford it, I would throw away all my, like, regular plates and dishes and have him buy, yeah. have him make all of it. Because it's, like, got that handmade quality. Like, no mm. two pieces are the same. Um, yeah. And it's, like, that earthware kind of, like, it looks like stone. It doesn't look like, yeah. um, oh, that's cool. like you know, a perfectly perfect thing. But, you know, um it's so funny because I always say to, to Angela, like I, we have, I have a pottery wheel and a kiln here, my own things. And for the money that he charges, it makes more sense for us to go there and do it than for me to take Fire out the up. wheel, buy the fucking yeah. clay, mess yeah. it up. You know, yeah. like he's there, he's there. So like he's taught us to a point now where we feel like we could do it a little bit on our own, but like it's, it's, I was uh, describing it to him. And um, I, I just finished making that pair of scissors, which like and Paul knows like enough about blacksmithing and Derek, you've done enough to know that like blacksmithing is the kind of thing that's like to me so far away from like woodworking, like woodworking, you know exactly what it's going to look like. Right. You cut the mm-hmm. wood. It goes yeah. blacksmithing. Yeah. It's like you think you're hitting in the right side yeah. to make the piece go left. But instead, the piece is going right. Pottery yeah. is the same way. Like you are like trying to bring up this bowl and you think you're doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing to make the shape that's in your head. And then it just fucking collapses, mm. you know? So it's like, it's very similar. It's very similar um, to blacksmithing where there is a, a very specific technique and yeah. there are, there are like almost rules that if you don't follow them, you're not going to get what you want, you know, versus yeah. metalworking or woodworking or really any of the other like tool trades if you cut the wood, it doesn't matter how you cut it. You could use your teeth. Once it's cut, it's cut. You glue it together, and it's going to look exactly yeah. the way it's going to look. So yeah. it's, it's been really fun, though. I, would, I, would, I have actually talked to this guy about, like, you know, doing something at Maker Camp because he has six wheels. Yeah. So I was like, oh, it'd be amazing for him to bring those up. And, like, you know, that's the thing. You need yeah. a bunch of shit. We could do a little you collab with you Nicole. Could. Yeah, and, I was yeah. going to say, and, have and him bring guy, up. Jimmy yeah. has the kilns, you yeah. know. And this guy would be that this guy is cool where like he I've, I've taken other pottery classes before where like they have their way of doing it and their way is right. This guy is like so easygoing where he has other teachers there and he'll say straight up like my method of teaching is totally different than, you know, so and so's method of teaching. And like there is a there are many different ways to get to where you want to go. And what he says, which I think is great, is it doesn't matter how you get there. Right. Like if you use like your pinkies to bring the bowl up and the bowl looks great. Who gives a shit, right? Mm-hmm. No one's asking you yeah. how you did it once it's done. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I would love to, to have something like that. And make it. People would love that. That would draw such a more diverse I would like crowd. to yeah. try that. Yeah. yeah. Well, that that's why it's funny because I actually messaged Spencer from Even Heat. I want mm-hmm. to talk to him about getting him involved because I was thinking yeah. if you could get Nicole there – like this guy too, because you'd need more than one person. You know, yeah, you one need person a few wouldn't people. do it. If he could bring some wheels, Jimmy has a wheel. You have a wheel. Yep. You know, Jimmy has a kiln. If Spencer could bring a kiln, you know, um, you know, or two from uh, Michigan. Yeah. And um, I was thinking getting Emily involved. She could use the kilns for, um, you know, and of course yeah. it would be good for even heat because they could show them off. People that do knives, people that do pottery. Yeah. You know, obviously it's a good audience. And I think it's a couple, you know, um, disciplines that you don't mm-hmm. normally see and you get in like the whole woman side of it, you know, yep. so it's like a win, win, win everywhere. So I think it'll be good. So I got to talk to Austin. I put a note on my phone to yeah. contact him. I'll send him a message. 
but I reached out to Spencer already because I just think it's kind of like a no-brainer, you know. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I I, um, I think it's going to be a big event this year. I think a lot. Well, more I think it is. I come. think it's going to get bigger and bigger, and I yeah. I just think it's going to because it's such you know it's such a good area. It's such a great time of year in New mm-hmm. England, you know, to be out. And I think with the mix of you know you know companies there and the hands-on part of it. I think it's just people like that, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like you just don't want to go to something and see something. You don't want to go to something and feel like, you know, they get their hand in your pocket trying to get your money, you know. Yep. So I think it, 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 you know, checks all those boxes. So I I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to be good, you know. So we'll yeah. see what happens, you know. Yeah, I, I, um, I got to talk to Austin because we had talked about doing, like, uh, trying to do some sort of welding class. But a little yeah. different than how it's been done there, where it's a little more of a free-for-all. Like, I was talking to Austin last year towards the end of it about, you know, it, it's it was a lot on Richard to, like, try to teach yeah. all those different yeah. people. So what I was saying was, like, to Austin was I would like to structure it in a way where, like, the same way that I do my welding classes here when I used to do them, where it's, like, it's not like everybody's at a different place. Everybody starts at the same place, and everybody's got to yeah. be there at, like, if whatever it is. If it's, like, 11 one and three that's when you do like the intro to it you show everybody what to do and then they go off and start and then you've got a couple other people sort of helping along the way but not this like oh just show up and i'll teach you you know because you wind up having to teach 10 people the same 10 things one minute apart and that's just like exhausting so we were talking about doing more of that i've been if you guys uh have seen the the metal dust collector thing that i got i'm trying to get them involved with Austin yeah. to bring those out because I think those would be really cool to have. I just think that yeah. with, with everybody that we know and, and everybody that, you know, uh, has shown interest in being a part of it, I think that it's going to be a great a great turnout this year. That's Columbus Day weekend for everybody that's listening that doesn't already know. Columbus yeah. Day weekend up in the Catskills. Um, yeah. It's going to be a good time. I know there will be a lot of fun blacksmithing shit. That's always what, like, draws most people in is, like, the blacksmithing yeah. is always fun. Well, I'm trying to get um, – I'm talking to the guy, um, Eric, his, his last name. I always think it's wrong, but his last name is Gorgeous. Okay. Like, you know, Gorgeous Person. And um, Jimmy's new um, – date is um ivan Igle, the guy from oh um, yeah yeah you know from and metal have them do, yeah 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 and have them do like a metal shaping thing yeah that you would know, be that cool. would be really cool to see you know then yeah and paul can make his own fenders or whatever paul's gonna yeah. just bring out. the you should just bring the ford and make every everybody yeah. can make a fucked up panel oh, yeah that would, yeah, that would yeah, go yeah. well but no i i just think those are the type of things that you know, even people like us that, you know, we see a lot of stuff and you're like, ah, that's kind of old hat. But like mm-hmm. to see something like that, it'd just be really yeah. interesting to see somebody who's really good at it. You know, the guy, Eric, he's just such an interesting guy to talk to. You know, he's got like tons of experience. You know, he um, does that show on PBS, A Craftsman's Legacy. Yep. And um, it's just he's just such an interesting guy to talk to. So, yeah, I'd be surprised be cool if he people. wasn't there just because I feel like. Yeah. You yeah, know, everybody he, will show up. I mean, it's yeah, going to be great. He's, yeah, he's gung-ho about going, so. Yeah, I'm a, excited. I'm going to talk to Austin. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. I know, uh, Derek, I don't know if you're going to be there, but um, and Paul, I don't know what your schedule is, but there, there's a hammering coming up May 20th 
to the twenty second, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and I'm going to be up there for the whole weekend. I know Chris mm-hmm. is coming up, Matt's coming, um, a bunch of people I think are coming in for it because I think the weather will be kind of the best it's been. Yeah, and then I want to yeah. say there's like another event up there in July. There's another, yeah, um, uh, another blacksmithing thing or something. But anyway, coming up in May, and this for anybody listening that is on the fence, this one in May, May twentieth to the twenty second is free. Um, hmm. It's a free hammer in. Uh, oh, the timber in is in July, July twenty second okay. to the twenty fourth. They're doing yeah. another uh, another timber in. So yeah. they might yeah. as well just build a building up there just for blacksmithing, like a whole blacksmith shop. They I wouldn't be surprised, be surprised if, he did. if he does. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised, be surprised if he did. And I mean, um, Austin's like all about it, which is great. Yeah. I feel like that. I mean, you know, listen, the Blackthorn has a lot of stuff that they do. They're, they're tapped into so many different little subcultures. But I yeah. think that, that if he nurtures this community and he continues with this, I think this oh, will yeah. be like – it'll be like the biker events that he have, yeah. has there, but forever. Like it'll be yeah. – this will be like all of the East Coast's – events yeah. that they go to and it you know it can be very lucrative for yeah. the blackthorn as it grows um yeah and the whole and economy mean, up there yeah i mean and it's obviously it's their business they know what they're yeah. doing because it's like it just shows like the last one like i mean that's what they do they do these large events you know yep. so it's just a matter of him doing it and when he's such a young kid it's not like he's, you know, like you guys are young, but like my age where he's like, oh, shit, I got to do this for the next, you know, 15, 20 years. Like he's got a ways to go, you know, mm-hmm. so he could do this. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for four ninety nine each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. So the next, you know, 50 years, you know, yep. this, this this thing. So it um, it could be, you know, like I said, he could do it, you know, seasonally. You have, you know, the blacksmithing stuff in the fall and this in the spring. And, yep. you know, and it's just such a, and the family loves it. It's always such a good crowd and, you know. I'm, yeah. I'm excited to see what happens this year. So yeah, we'll it's going to be fun. Yeah, it's going to be really yeah. fun. Paul, what, what have you been up to? Oh, you know the usual <laughs> shit. We've had a lot of jobs that we've been doing over the past couple weeks, just trying to get things done. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I haven't seen anything on the car in a little while. I know I've been slowing down with the car. Um, I it hit me that I'm not. I, originally, I was like, "Oh, I want to get this thing done in a year and have it done for like the summer." And it hit me. I'm like, "This is going to be like a five year thing." Like, in order for me to like do it right and take my time and not get sloppy and order all the stuff, like I'm just going to enjoy it instead of rushing through it, like I was trying to do. It just doesn't make sense. So I haven't even had much time to work on it lately. Um, but what are you gonna do? You know? Yeah. I got a bunch of other shit going on. Yeah, putting up but, uh, putting up a lot of steel lately. Is is yeah. like the have uh, have you guys seen like the the residential kind of building is picking up or there's just you know more more um, more demand because I feel like it's we're in a weird place right now with like fuel yeah. and material costs. Like I I don't know. My friends that are general contractors are 
are it's in it's in between right now you know like we're not in the same covid construction boom that we were mm. uh, a little while ago you know i don't know we're still super busy um mm-hmm. right now um you know i don't know yeah the fuel is definitely crazy material was i almost want to say i gotta check the prices i gotta talk to my dad material i think has gotten a little better than it was mm. at least for us it's still high yeah um but nothing no jobs have slowed down for us um i mean we'll see who knows what can happen in the next you know year but um i don't know we've just been doing a lot of like it's funny like our jobs are like like it's strange to like this one job we're doing it's like welding in all these supports or reinforcing bar joists so you know how like bar joists mm-hmm. have like normally it's two angles at the top two angles at the bottom and then like um diagonal braces that are, that form the web of the joist but this time it's two angles at the top and then two round bars at the bottom and then round bar as the kind of as the web but we have to reinforce like most of the bar joists in this building it's for five guys and so every single like crisscross piece in the middle has to get angle welded to it to reinforce and then we're also welding in more angle at the top and then a big piece of channel at the bottom and so there's like hundreds and hundreds of these pieces that we've been welding in and then i was just up there with fred yesterday welding in bigger pieces of angle to go underneath um the curb for like the hvac units and stuff Mm -hmm. and so um it's funny like i didn't even realize (laughs) They, they put the units on the roof before i even reinforced anything Oh my god! Not that it's like it's yeah. because the, the the curb spanned over the top of the bar joist, but mm-hmm. I didn't even realize that. Like they never even said like, "Oh, the units are up there." Mm. I'm yeah. like, that's one of those things where yeah. it's like just a paper calculation where they're like, exactly. "Hey, could the roof hold the units? Yes. Yeah. Should the roof yeah. be reinforced? Yes. Yeah. You know. So so that's in what? It's a commercial building, or it's, yeah, it's yeah. In, it's in a commercial building. They it was like a Raymore and Flanagan, and they took mm. like a chunk of it, and they're making it a five guys. And so nice. we had to reinforce a ton of shit in there. It's just a so. Is it half finished or is it all stripped out to like? It's all yeah, stripped so, out. Okay. Yeah, they're just starting to redo it. They're 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 um, you know, they built the walls and then actually I think it was part of Raymore Flanagan, but then it was like a mattress store or like some other separate little room, and then they like closed it all in and they put a whole new entrance in and putting new air conditioning units and heat and vents for the. ovens and grills and stuff Mm. uh, and refrigeration but that's pretty much done we have like a little bit more work to do and then we got a bunch of other houses we're doing jobs at commercial stuff we're doing jobs at nice well well, big thanks to uh five guys they um oh yeah really took care of us over in the uk there was a five guys oh yeah that's how you survived oh dude that that's probably what you guys lived off you know i tell you know who eats like an animal and it it doesn't show bob claggett oh yeah that's because he's like a 20 miles i know he runs a thousand miles man he he, ran from london to birmingham (laughs) dude Bacon cheeseburgers with shakes, and I tell you, I, wow. I love his style. He, he's like you, Chris. You and Bob should just hang out and just mm. eat. Like, he just, like, it was like we ate just to hold us over till it was time to eat again. It was uh, it, it was great. It was great. I was off the funny. diet, 
And um, it's funny, a lot of people are noticing. I, I got to do a post on Instagram. A lot of people are asking me about my weight loss and everything. And I am Your trying to lose journey. weight. Yeah, yeah. So it's just funny. But I was off the diet for that. Jimmy's like, we got to watch what we eat. I go, screw you, man. I'm like, I've been watching yeah. what I've been eating for the last six months. Yeah. I'm freaking, I'm eating whatever I want, you know. So. <laughs> the, I was... <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget this. I don't know. I don't remember. I think it was at it was at Maker Camp. I I went to the Blackthorn, and then I see Jimmy get out of his car, and he's this is like the most this is like the stereotypical like Jimmy dinner. He gets out of his car. He's got a, 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 a Italian like sausage, like the you know like the salami. Yeah. He's got the salami, a thing of uh, uh, salsa. A bag of chips and like yeah. something else with his ice pick like behind his neck, and he's like, "Hey, what's up?" And and I watch him like yeah. you know cutting up the salami with his knife, yeah. like that's like a normal meal for Jimmy. Oh no, what oh. he had, he had the coffee with the fucking straw in it. I'm like, yeah. dude, oh, God. the worst is we, we if they if eat. he dies and they do an autopsy, they're gonna be like, we don't even know, like where was this guy? Oh, you should have seen the worst burger. We're at the airport at Heathrow. Oh, we get through security. That's gotta be disgusting. And we're at that restaurant we were at, the same one. Right. Oh, my God. I get a burger because everything we're eating lunch with April Wilkerson. She's there. And uh, we um, get burgers. And I'm like, Jimmy goes, you can't eat that. Can you? I go? No. It looked like, Paul, you're a little young. You probably don't ever see it. But remember the commercials they used to have for the dog food, the Gaines burgers? Do you remember no. that? It was like a dog food thing. It was like a raw hamburger patty Ugh. and it came wrapping cellophane and they would like open it and just push it out but it was like solid Ugh, it was so that's nasty that's what this burger reminded me of Ugh. I'm like I cannot eat this thing and I starved so I was like oh I'll just once you know when we get downstairs I'll or I'll get some food at the the store but I forget in the UK they're not like Americans where they have a million things of chips and this mm-hmm. and that. Yeah. It's like it's less just snacks. Like, it's like yogurt covered nuts or you know whatever or some other crisps that sucked. You know, it's like you know what? I'll just wait till I get home. Right. Yeah. I devoured the food on the airplane. It was absolutely horrible too yeah. because it's like. It's just great. Jimmy's like, oh, that wasn't bad. It's like it was some fucking gross, like, I don't know what it was with something else. But he's just so nasty. I wind up getting, like, anything that I can find in the airport in the Dominican that's in a package. Like, it's got to be, like, I'll I'll eat, like, an entire tube of Pringles because I, like, I've tried to eat at, like, the restaurants in the airport, and they're just like, I can't do it. So Like, the food is so so bad, bad, and it's, like, it's it's not even, like, the... (laughs) Like it's, it's not even like the quality of the food is bad. It's just it's, it's just it's not different. good. It's just it's what different. kind of food is Dominican airport food? Dude, oh, they have God. this one place that's like got like Lantins. everything. Yeah. It's got like pasta and like uh, burgers. Like it's one of those like you know, they're trying flag. to hit like everything. Well, you know what's weird? I, the Dominican in particular, and I think it's the area that I go to. The last time I was there, there were a ton of like um, Romanians. Oh, like really? all these Romanian really? people, and the only reason yeah. I noticed was because I could, they all were holding their passports, and they all, hmm. I know, I happened to like look over, and one of them it was like you know the, some of the European passports are like a, like a burgundy color, like they're yeah. not the blue like ours, and it yeah. was a Romanian passport, and then I noticed all these people that were there, so I think like they try to maybe accommodate sort of you know whoever might be there, and like oh yeah. you know, they, yeah, they'll yeah. eat it, but 
it's like the same way though. Like when I'm at when I fly to the DR, I go to JFK, I go to Terminal Five, I can get like a real meal, like actual food, yeah. you know, and uh, sit down and eat and feel like all right, that was good. And then when I fly home, it's always just like a disaster. Yeah, you know. Plus, I I think a lot of it too. So like somebody invited me to the steakhouse that me and Paul mm. went. Oh, to. Oh, invited you this time yeah. too. <laughs> Yeah, I passed. I went to five guys. But I don't think it's like – I think part of it is like if you've ever had like fresh beef like from a yeah. small farm, it tastes different. You know? Oh, yeah. So yeah I think even grass-fed beef tastes yeah. different. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. So like in the UK, they might feed them a totally different type of grass or, or feed. Yeah. You know, it could be a different breed of, of cow, whatever. Yeah. I, I don't know. It makes it taste different. But it's just funny because – I don't think of myself as a picky eater. Jimmy says I'm like the pickiest eater I'm there is. Picky. It's just Holy like shit. I like yes, what I are. like, and that's all I like. You know, yeah. I don't like to vary from my normal. I eat the same stuff all the time. You know, just like with my coffee, I like my same coffee. That was a little mm-hmm. tough. The coffee, I, mm-hmm. I lowered oh, my yeah. standards, and I drank Starbucks for the week. But you know, I got through it. But it was. Um, you know, it's just things are different. Like even like their sweets, like they're not as sweet. You know, like just just everything's okay over there. You gotta go it's to just, Italy, France, Spain yeah. if you're trying to eat any food over there in Europe. Yeah, like yeah. I, I don't know why they can't get the food figured out, except for like in yeah. London, like Middle Eastern or like Indian yeah, restaurants. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's the only good food you're gonna get. Mm. Yeah. Like when me and my dad were in London, we went to some Lebanese place and it was really good. Yeah, but yeah. you know. Yeah. Besides so my daughter's in France a, in a, right now. She's uh she's saying the food there is good where she's at. So Yeah. Well but France is the best. Yeah. We're yeah, planning a trip so. to Italy in September and um Christina's going I'm excited. in September. Christina yeah, we're going for Italy. our our 1 year wedding anniversary. Where we're are gonna you going to go to Venice, uh, uh the Amalfi Coast and Rome. We're going to we're still trying to figure out like so, like, you can fly right into Venice and you can fly right into Rome. Um, but we're trying to figure out, like, where we want to – we're going to fly to one place and then take the train across the country to the other place. But we yeah. haven't figured out where we want to start and where we want to end yet. So we got to do that and, uh, yeah. and get that on the books. And then I'm just basically going to tell my job that I'm going and they're just going to have to figure it out. <laughs> I'm like yeah. – I'm not requesting the time off. I'm just – going uh, so yeah. we'll see how it goes you got to make a pit stop in florence yeah. florence oh uh yes a- you know it's funny angela and i have both been to florence for oh, like you've been there. long oh. periods of time where like uh angela actually spent like over a week in florence oh, and wow. i spent a couple days there so we've both been there before and we've both been to rome before but venice is really like the one that i can't wait to see um yeah you know like and see like just like the architecture and like the sunken city, my mom keeps going like, "Oh, she goes, you could uh, take a class on how to prevent your shop from flooding." I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> you ever seen the videos of people like walking through the plazas with like the rain yeah. galoshes on? Yeah, and it's like a normal day for them. Yeah, like, and then people sitting outside at tables where the yeah. where the bottoms of their chairs are yeah. in like three or four yeah. inches of water, and yeah. it's like. It's just That's normal. crazy. It's just yeah. totally normal. And I just, just imagine, like, like what happens if, um, if like, uh, somebody drops, like, somebody's, like, walking with, like, a, like a, an electric appliance and they drop it. Does everybody in the town just yeah. fucking drop yeah. dead? Yeah. You know, it's like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. It'll be fun, though. I- I'm, I'm really excited for it. I have but. to plan a good trip this year for my wife. We've never really been away, like, without kids or anything. Take her, but take year- her to East Durham. Yeah, I'm going to. 
But uh, this year it's our 25th wedding anniversary, so wow. we got to go somewhere. Yeah, 25 years. But, Congratulations. Um, she's going to Italy with her mother, so we're not going to go there. I was thinking maybe we go to France. Maybe we'll go to Bermuda. That's where we went on our honeymoon. Nice. But I'd like to go to Iceland, you know, and um, I don't know. Mm, that's probably cool. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. you got to figure it out. you got to figure it out. Immediately, I think, what do you eat there? Oh, God. Where? That's the problem. In Iceland. Potato oh. chips. You know, they got nothing there, too. Pot- That's the problem. Chips. I'm sure it's beautiful. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, like pickled cod oh. or some shit. Oh, like, that, like they eat some weird fish or whatever shit. it is. Yeah. Whatever that can of stuff. Oh, yeah. God, yeah. No, you find yeah, a Five I'm Guys, sure. baby. You find a... Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. where, like, that's the kind of place where you, like, you find a McDonald's and you're like, I'm just going to go here. Yeah. I know exactly what it's going to taste like. even McDonald's has, like, weird food. It's, yeah, it's different. Like, it's different. They get, like, the McStinky fish or something, you know. Like I went to stuff. a McDonald's in Copenhagen just to, like, see what it was like. And they had totally different stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And, like, but it's also, like, there's a whole different crowd of people eating there. Like, there's, like, mm-hmm. you know, it's, like, because the food, I think, is, like, of a higher quality, you know. Like, yeah. it's different. Um, also, yeah. too, like, Copenhagen, just everything is nice. Like, yeah. nothing seemed – there was not a part of Copenhagen or a place that I went into that seemed, like, run down or shitty. Even, like, the 7-Elevens mm-hmm. were nice, which I thought was weird. Yeah. Copenhagen has yeah. a, a large 7-Eleven, like, franchise uh, population, mm-hmm. you know? Um, it's just one of those things. I don't know. Yeah. It's nice. like all the Starbucks in Russia, you know, that are yeah. all closed. but. Anyway. Oh, Derek, you go to Moscow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That'd be a fun that. trip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You ever got, You guys ever seen the movie Trans Siberian? You ever seen that movie with Woody no. Harrelson? It's no. so crazy. It's about it's about a couple who's on vacation or their honeymoon in in Russia, and the husband is really into trains. Like he just like you know people yeah. are just into trains. So he, they take a Trans-Siberian train across, like, Russia, this, like, multi-day train thing, and all this crazy shit happens, like, along the way. Um, it's, a, it's a crazy movie. It's, it's a good one, though. It's like a th- – not like a – it's like a true kind of crime-ish thriller, and mm. it's – you know, there's, like, drug trafficking involved and, like, the corrupt Russian police. You know, it's, it probably happens all the time. It's probably modeled after, like, 100 true <laughs> stories, but anyway. Yeah, that's a but, fun trip, uh, Russia. They're they're yeah. a blast over there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. they're they're a fun people. Yep, yeah. they're the best. Don't get us blacklisted, Paul. We yeah, can't talk yeah. about it. They'll take our yeah. podcast off the air. Yeah. The troll, yeah. the hackers. So, anyone got new tools? Anyone? Anyone? I don't anyone? think I have a new tool, but I got to use my new tool. So I made a pair of scissors. Uh, I saw that, and yeah. it was so much fun i had such a good time making them they came out great and i got to use the induction forge to do it and it i was telling derek paul before you hopped on the induction forge is like the best thing yeah it seems ever. like it, it really is for this project like it was for and the way that i work with my lack of ability to like just kind of have time to stop and just do one thing it was so great i could just turn it on i could heat up a part of the steel i could work on it a little bit if i if my phone rang or if somebody showed up at my shop all i had to do was just put the steel down on the anvil let it cool down and turn off the forge that was yeah like no like oh shit i just got the propane forge hot 
You know, like, and now I have to shut it off. Or, oh, I walked away for 10 minutes. I just burned all this propane. Or I, you know, like my, I was telling Jeff Fader about this because he was like, he was giving me a little bit of shit about how, like, I should just come and take a class with him and, like, spend a day with him and really learn, you know, like the fundamentals. I was going to bring that up because that's (laughs) that's why I don't enjoy blacksmithing because I got to take a class with Jeff. Well, you know what it is? There are fundamentals in blacksmithing that, like, just knowing them makes you have, like, a better a better time. Right. So what I said to Jeff was, I said, the thing about the induction forge that I like a lot is that it's taught me pacing. And I think that's something that I never really understood. And that's why like, Paul, you've watched me try to make shit in a coal forge. I all, I've never had anything. Well, come we out tried of to make forge. scissors. We tried to make scissors. And, and then you turned disaster. around and you went to pull your scissor out and the half the scissor was melted off. Yeah. So <laughs> like, but the induction forge, it's, it doesn't heat up the whole piece yeah. the way that a propane forge does, right? So, like, it teach, it taught me a lot about, like, isolating heat in certain areas, you know, and, like, also, too, like, a scissors is, they're small. Mm. So it's not like I'm trying to heat this, like, big billet and, like, smash it and move it and do all these different things. So, anyway, it was, it was great. And the induction forge, um, I think that for the type of shit that I do, and even, like, Derek, like, for a shop like yours, where you'd probably love every now and then to, like, just make something. Oh, yeah, just to different. heat stuff up. Yeah. I really now, like you Jimmy, can get different like, coils for that thing. Yeah, yeah, so, like, I only have one coil, um, and mm-hmm. it's an inch and a half or an inch and a quarter. And it's funny because if the coil's too big, it actually won't get the material hot because the coil mm-hmm. needs to be close. So I learned that, like, if I put the piece in and then angled it, right, it would almost, yeah. like, make the piece seem bigger. So, yeah. like, I learned different ways to, like, do it. And then one of the things that I had to do, um, the scissors, the, 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 the two-finger part of the scissors, I don't know what you would, like, call it, you know, like this, this part. Yeah, the oh, yeah. oval part. It was yeah. too big to fit through the coil at one point. So I, like, heated it up and I shrunk it. Like, I made it, like, uh, like flat. Mm, and yeah. then I did all my work, and then when I was done, I heated it up and I stretched it out, like, in the last step, which is it's something that I've seen, like, Alex Steele do in his videos, where he'll heat something up and intentionally, like, bend it so it'll fit in the forge, work on the whole piece, and then the last step he'll do is he'll heat it up one more time and then bring it back into its, like, final shape. So it was just, like, when I was done with it, I was like, man, I'm so happy that I have this thing. And once I get the power hammer running, it's going to be like, it's going to be so much fun to be able to just heat something up in the, in the induction forge and go right to the power hammer and so, yeah. like, make shit. That's what I was wondering. So you can't just get like a, like a four inch round coil. Oh and yeah, you heat can. Up, but not heat up something small. You need it to like fill up the space. As that's best the, as you can. I mean, one, it'll yeah. still get hot, but like, yeah, so yeah. If, I, if I put a piece of. If I put a piece of inch and a quarter in my inch and a half coil, it'll get so hot that yeah. it melts. It'll spark. Yes. It'll literally, like, melt away. But if I put yeah. a piece of half inch in there, it'll get red hot, but it won't get any hotter yeah. than that. Yeah. Let me ask um, you something. If you made your own – I know Cliff was making his own coils. Mm-hmm. What if you made a coil that was a series of from going from small to – or big to small like a cone. loops – Mm, where you yeah. have all different size loops and then you could pick you don't have to disconnect coils and swap them yeah. out you have one coil with a bunch of small loops and you could pick the one that best fits your material that you're working on you know what i mean yeah like yeah, that that would totally like a work. snowman you yep. know that would work i think there is a limitation to how far you can go so what a lot oh, of guys okay. do is they'll make a double coil so they'll have like oh. an inch and a half and then like half inch 
Okay. And then there'll be two coils. And then the other thing that's cool is I'm going to buy one from this guy in Canada. It's called a, they call it a taco coil. So the coil is open on the side mm. and it loops like this. So you can put in a piece from the side and it'll heat it up. So, um, it's just one of those things where like, I just haven't gotten around to making it. And I so badly, like I ordered this box of high carbon railroad spikes to make a pair of scissors. Like that's what I wanted to do. Um, and it turned out great. And then the next thing I want to do is I bought a piece of inch and a quarter titanium and I want to make a oh, titanium wow. ball peen hammer. That's going to be my next like forging project. And, um, I tried heating up the titanium in it because I had heard that non ferrous metals like didn't work well. This shit got red hot, like so fast. Wow. So I really want to make a, uh, I really want to make like, you know how Cliff makes those little hammers and he uses his guillotine tool. Dude, I, I just so, opened up Instagram and this is on it. Oh, there oh you my go. God. Wow. So he's, he's that's Steve Schwarzer. He's just doing an edge an edge heating. So like, that's yeah. amazing. Um, so anyway, it's, it's just, it's a really cool tool. And like for the cost of entry, it's like, you know, for the 1500 bucks, I think it's like kind of small money, short money for such something that could be like really, really helpful in a specific shop. Like I think Jimmy, like Jimmy uses his propane forges like it's easy, but I feel like somebody like Jimmy who I feel like incorporates so many different disciplines. Exactly. Like for him to be able to just turn on that machine and like get a piece of material hot and twist it or whatever, I feel like he would use his all the time. And what's nice about it is too, once it's set up, it's literally just – you turn on the water cooler, you turn on the, the induction forge. There's mm. no fucking with it. And there's none of that moment of like, oh, I'm out of propane. Like, oh, the fire brick is falling apart. You know, like, you know, all that shit. So anyway, but what do you guys do? Yeah, I like anything? that. What is that? Hold on. Is the coil just copper pipe and then what's, what runs through it? The, the water, the distilled water. The water. Yeah, I honestly, I can't figure out how it works. Somebody said that so the, that the molecules in the water one? are charged. Oh, yeah, I have the stuff to make them myself. But the problem is when you make them, like, uh, the, the, it's that soft copper. So, guys, like, you kind of have to make a jig to make the mm-hmm. coil. Like, you have to, like, wrap it around a dowel. You, like, you can't just, like, you yeah. can just take it and bend it. But the idea yeah. is that, like, the more consistent it is, like, the guys yeah. that make them and sell them, they look like they were made by a machine, you know, because yeah, they've yeah. made all the jigs and whatever. So, um, yeah. but um, the problem with it is that these things come with eight millimeter coil, which you can't get like, and they come with eight millimeter copper, which you like can't get here. So what you have to do when you first get these is you have to make an adapter to go to quarter inch copper. Yeah. And that's just really the part that's holding me up is that you have to sweat because it, it has to be watertight. Mm, yeah. Right. So you have to sweat an adapter piece that uh, you can get at like Home Depot. And then from there, you can just make a hundred coils. You know, you could have one for literally every size. So I know Cliff has made a bunch. Um, yeah. And his probably look like they were made, you know, at like the Tesla factory. They're probably like yeah. perfectly spaced and like, you know, um, so <laughs> anyway. But uh, it's what funny, do you, I'm watch, watching this guy. Uh, he's, yeah, he's, so he's, he's that's naked. the adapter. Yeah. So that's the guy it's that makes funny. the coils. He uses the coil to do it. Yeah, yep. that's cool. Yeah. So that That's guy, cool. Cluron uh, or something like that, yeah, Clurion, yeah, yeah. he's the guy that makes the coils and sells them. The only, uh, yeah, the cool. only holdup is that he's in Canada. So like by the yeah. time it gets here and is converted, it does wind up getting a little expensive. Um, yeah. But. That's cool. Yeah. So, yeah. Nice. Nice. Good stuff. Good stuff. So what have you guys been watching? What have you been watching? Um, I don't know. Let me see. Let me look through my history. 
Well, I, I, I mean, I always, I always say the same guy. It's like every other episode. But did you guys watch um, Jason's propeller bike video? No, no I yeah, need to. I, I, oh, I, I was going to watch he's it the, the other best. day. He is just, yeah. he's the best. I mean, there's no denying it. Five million views in seven days. Wow. wow. Five million views. Um, That's amazing. Like, yeah, I'm going to have to watch it. I was going to watch it the other day, and then uh, something else came up. It's just so, like, he's, it's just so good. I mean, every part about it is so good. Like, the way he makes the propeller, like, the way he tests it, like, I don't know. The graphics, like, he's unbeatable. Yeah, you know? some like people if, if are just a totally different breed. Yeah, and you know? I can't. I have to imagine that there's like TV producers just like, like camping yeah, out outside his house. Why does he like, not they, have a Netflix because, show or something? But why wouldn't he? But why would yeah. he at this point though? Like, if he can hit five million people in a video on his terms, yeah, you know, yeah. like, why wouldn't yeah. he just? Yeah, why um, take the pay cut? Exactly. Why? No. Why wouldn't he just continue to do it? And I don't you know. Could do, you I, could do an Alex Steel where they just take his YouTube videos and mash them up into a TV show. You could do yep. one of those deals. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure that'll happen. I'm sure, like you know, one of these science channels will just buy all his content at one point. You know, license mm. it, license it, whatever, whatever it is. But and like the way he's integrating products. So like now he's got some sort of distributorship where like in this last video he he shows off that Stabila angle finder the one that you have Paul oh, yeah. and he's like oh I'll put a link down below to buy one so I'm thinking it's going to bring me to Amazon no it brings me right to his website oh, so wow. he's distributing you know like all sorts of products even a lot of stuff he doesn't make and um something that he's got coming out which he hasn't spoken about but I happen to stumble on his website he's got these um, dude this amazing cast iron welding table that oh, he's really? going to be making look at his look at his uh Let website dude it's a it's a six sided um, or a five sided welding table, all cast iron, and it's slightly bigger than four by eight, so you can do four by eight. Work oh, on it. that's nice. Um, oh wow, look at this! They look incredible, and I think he is going to sell shit. a ton of these things. You know, in cast iron, like so. Um, I have a feeling I know who's manufacturing them for him. Yeah. Um, because this can't be an easy thing to get made. But shout out to Jason and Fireball Tool. He's just he's one of the best. You know, there's that's interesting. The three quarter three quarter diameter holes, not yeah. five eighths. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming he's got a, uh, a you know there's got to be a reason, right? Yeah. Um, but uh, I'm assuming he's got um, you know some some tooling stuff for it, and you know it's all it's all moving in the right direction. So. Shout yeah. out to Jason. What have you been watching, Derek? Paul's probably got like a food video. You know? Who I'm no. Gonna, <clears throat> no, I'm gonna I'm gonna shout out my boy Keith Johnson. Ah. I tell ya, just because I just watched his video where he did a built in in Pennsylvania. Mm. Yep. And dude, it's just he does such exacting work. Yep. And I was on the phone with him yesterday. I actually gotta call him after this and breaking his balls a little bit, but uh just thinking, like, how much of a pain in the ass he must have been to work with to, to build this. <laughs> and he said the guy he made it with is just as bad as him. But I was just thinking, like, the video, it starts, it's so funny. I was like, where the hell is he videotaping this? And it was at the customer's location. It, it, it's really well done. But um, it's just funny. And it's um, it, it's just so difficult to build, like, 
a wow, what a nice cabinet built it. It's beautiful. I haven't and watched the video, like, but I'm like scanning. Yeah, it's it just it it's so it's so nice. But he has it sent out to be ever professionally finished and everything mm. like that. Like it's just done right, and um, it's just difficult. But he just has it down. You know, this guy he works with. There's so many neat little tricks in there for cabinet making and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's just it was really a cool video to watch i i i i enjoyed the whole video just every part of it and like i said he shows the um you know they show like the the finishing and this and that and the setup and you know it was built you know in the kid's shop and then they installed it on site it's just so much work but it uh just came out beautiful but um and keith he's just so funny when he does his voiceovers so it's worth the watch. So I gotta say that, yeah. I got a lot of traveling coming up next week, so I got a I got a, a lot of YouTube stuff on my download list already. So I got to add that. Yeah. Um, what about you, Paul? Um, I've been watching a lot of. You ever heard of this podcast called Your Mom's House mm-hmm. with Tom Segura and his wife? Oh yes, I think I feel like you've maybe told me about that. It's so funny. Like they just have. It's him and his wife. They're both comedians. Mm-hmm. They're friends. They're part of like the whole like Joe Rogan, like Burke. He does a podcast with that guy Burke Kreischer. Yeah. Like, um, but they just play the wildest clips like you could find on the internet. Is it like a and reaction kind of podcast? It's kind of, and then they just talk. They just talk about random shit, and then they they watch these crazy videos that fans send in. I mean, mm-hmm. it's so insane. Some of the things, some of the things they can't even show on YouTube, and they also do these like live shows where mm. the where you can pay. Like this guy Tom Segura is is very smart. He's got this whole mm. podcast network that he created with a bunch of different shows. Like Doctor Drew does a show on their network. He's got a bunch of other shows on there. Um, they do these live events um, where. They'll have you could pay to watch the show, and they have like <laughs> X-rated content that they can't show on YouTube. <laughs> um, and then they also do this other podcast, him and Bert, called Two Bears One Cave. And Bert I've heard of just, that. Bert just spent. They did this thing. They started this a couple of years ago where they were complaining that their wives never buy them good birthday gifts, and so they started buying each other gifts. And every year it's gotten crazier and crazier. Like the first year. Um, Tom bought Bert an e-bike, then Bert bought Tom a jet ski, <laughs> then Tom bought, rented a private jet, like, he spent, like, 70 grand, he, he rented him a private jet, and, like, flew him and his whole, like, team from, like, one comedy gig back home or something, mm-hmm. and now Bert just spent 100 grand and bought Tom, uh, a race car and, like, trailer, and they're starting, like, a race team, um, in Texas where they're going to go <laughs> do like endurance racing. Like, it's just crazy. They're really funny though. Um, but that's what nice. I've been watching. Cool. Yeah. Nice. We should start doing that. We should start buying each other good gifts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I always, uh, I always have like anytime, like usually it's with like Matt or like Macklin. If there's like something I'm using that like helps me out and I know yeah. like neither of them will buy it. I just, I just get it. And I'm like, yeah. here you go. Like, I like send yeah. it to Matt's house. I'm like, you gotta just like, uh, like that's why when you Matt's have kids stubborn. and you have a boy, you just yeah. buy the boy, everything you want. Yeah. Matt's stubborn. I'll be like, dude, you need this little, like, remember that edge beveler thing? I'm yeah. like, dude, you need one of these. He's like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, Ugh. 
Just fucking, you could have had one. He's like, and then he'll text me, oh, dude, I could have used that thing last week. I, ju I just made this. And he'll send me a picture of some, like, incredible thing he, like, built that he, like, hand-beveled the edges on. I'm like, God damn it. Like, it's like $86. And then I have his address from when I sent out the wedding invitation. So I'm like, boom. Like, I sent Lucas that hanging scale yeah. partially because he picked up the, the, the fly press for me. But I'm like, you need one of these, you know? So yeah. I just, like, sent it to his house. So. Yeah. Um, that's why you guys got microphones from the handmade podcast. Yeah. yeah. You know, but anyway, I got to get back to work and I know you guys yeah. too. So thanks everybody yeah. for listening. Um, have a, well, mother's day will have passed. So I hope everybody yeah. got their mom something nice and we'll see y'all next week. Thank you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.